This is the broadcast voice of Marshall University. WMUL-FM, Huntington, West Virginia. And now, News Center 88 at 5, the area source for the most complete news coverage from across the campus of Marshall University and the Huntington Tri-State area. And now, the News Center 88 team. Good evening, everyone. For this Thursday, February 7th, 2024, I'm Samantha Riddle. And I'm Nate Courtney. Coming up this evening on News Center 88, Google rebrands its AI services as Gemini, launches new app and subscription services, all on your only daily source for Marshall Broadcast News. Waylon Smith will be in with the Metro Huntington weather forecast, and Ben Carroll will be in with the FM 88 sports report. The current temperature outside is a cloudy 66 degrees. And now on to our top story. The CIA this week terminated a woman whose whistleblower account of being assaulted in a stairwell at the spy agency's headquarters prompted a flood of colleagues to come forward with their own complaints of sexual misconduct. The woman's attorney called the action a brazen relationship. While the CIA said that accusation was, quote, fractured. Factually inaccurate, unquote. It declined to explain why the 36-year-old did not make it through the agency's Salandister officer training program and, unlike many of her classmates, was not offered another job. A CIA spokeswoman said the agency, quote, does not tolerate sexual assault, sexual harassment, or whistleblower relation, unquote. President Joe Biden, quote, willfully, unquote, retained and disclosed highly classified materials when he was a private citizen, including documents about military and foreign policy in Afghanistan and other sensitive national security matters. That's according to a Justice Department report that nonetheless says no criminal charges are warranted for him or anyone else. The report from special counsel Robert Herr, released today, represents a harshly critical assessment of Biden's handling of sensitive government materials, but also details the reasons why he should not be charged with the crime. Ukraine's president replaced his top general in a shakeup amid aimed at reigniting monument in the deadlock war with Russia, which is grinding into its third year as the country grapples with shortages of ammunition and personal personnel and struggles to maintain support from the West. He appointed today the commander of Ukraine's ground forces, Colonel Gen- General Alexander Sarisky, to lead the army. Zelensky praised the service of his outgoing commander-in-chief, General Valery Zalusi, a military leader popular with troops and the general public. Ukraine's struggles with amu- ammunition and personnel come on the heels of a failed counter-offensive last summer. From Wall Street traders to car dealers to home buyers, Americans are eager for Federal Reserve to start cutting interest rates and lightening the heavy burden on borrowers. Inflation, as measured by its preferred gauge, rose in the second half of 2023 at an annual rate of about 2%, the Fed's target level. Yet, several central bank officials have underscored that they aren't ready to pull the trigger just yet. Most of the Fed's policymakers have said they're optimistic that even while the economy and the job market keep growing, inflation pressures will continue to cool. But they also caution that the economy appears so strong that there is a risk that price increases could re-accelerate. 
Google has introduced a free artificial intelligent app that will implant the technology on smartphones. The app will enable people to quickly connect to a digital brain that can write for them, interpret what they're reading and seeing, in addition to help manage their lives. With the introduction of the Gemini app, Google will cast aside the Bard chatbot it introduced a year ago in an effort to catch up with chat, chat GPT. The chatbot unleashed by Microsoft back start up open AI. Besides the free Gemini app, Google is selling an even smarter version for $20 per month that the company says will be able to outthink human experts in many complex topics. Coming up, Ford posts a $523 million fourth quarter net loss on accounting charge for pensions, but beats analyst estimates. That and more news from across Tri-State when News Center 88 returns right after this. And now, the sound you've all been waiting for. The one, the only, WMUL. Welcome back to News Center 88, voted best spot news reporting by the Virginia's Associated Press. I'm Samantha Riddle. And I'm Nate Courtney. Dozens of speakers have condemned a bill in the West Virginia legislature that would narrow the definitions of gender. The bill is called the West Virginia Women Bill of Rights. Marshall University student Max Varney said the bill uses women's rights as a cover for transphobia. The legislation says that equal does not mean same or identical with respect to equality of the sexes. It would define the pers- that a person's sex is determined at birth and that gender equity terms may not be substituted. Critics say that, among other things, the bill would ban transgender people from using government-building restrooms that align with their gender identity. Two Ohio departments have backed off proposal- proposed rules that would have made the state just the second with a policy limiting gender-affirming care for adults. The revised plans yesterday came after gathering public comment on proposals released last month. Transgender people and their health care providers feared the original rules would have left thousands of patients scrambling to find care and facing health risks in the meantime. The proposed rules also relax requirements on treatment for minors, some of which will be banned when a law adapted last month by a veto override takes effect in April. An Ohio police officer says he heard gunshots but did not witness a sheriff's deputy shoot and kill a black man, nor did he see the weapon the former deputy said Casey Goodson Jr. used to threaten him. Testifying Wednesday in the murder trial of Jason Mead, Columbus police officer Ryan Rosser said Goodson ran from Mead but that he never saw Goodson wave a gun. Mead, who shot Goodson five times in the back, is charged with murder and reckless homicide. 
Prosecutors say the 23-year-old Goodson was holding a sandwich bag in one hand and his keys in the other when he was killed at his grandmother's door. Some Kentucky lawmakers shared a meal of fried chicken and green beans with people who could be most affected by a bill to make sleeping on a sidewalk or under a bridge illegal. The luncheon held yesterday in the Capitol Annex gave lawmakers a glimpse into into the lives of unhoused Kentuckians. It comes as lawmakers are considering a sweeping criminal justice measure that critics say would criminalize homelessness. A, excuse me, a leading supporter says the intent is to steer them toward treatment, not put them in jail. The Kentucky House recently passed the legislation that includes creating a, quote, unlawful camping, unquote, offense. The bill is awaiting Senate action. Ford says it swung to a net loss in the fourth quarter. That was due to a large accounting charge on pension plans and the effects of a six-week strike at multiple factories by the United Auto Workers Union. The Dearborn, Michigan automaker posted a $523 million net loss from October through December versus a $1.26 billion profit for the same period a year ago. Excluding one-time items, the company made $0.29 cents per share, beating Wall Street estimates of $0.12. Cents. That's according to analysts polled by FactSet. Revenue for the period was $46 billion, up 4% from a year ago, beating ep- estimates of $43 billion. <laughs> Coming up next, two JetBlue planes make contact at Logan Airport. Winged tip touches tail. That and more news from around the nation when News Center 88 returns. Stay with us. We're all finished. What? Your knee replacement went great, and it's all because of you. What did I do? You were captain of Team Detweiler. You told us everything. Medical history, allergies. You asked us tons of questions. Huh. I guess I did kind of run the whole operation, didn't I? We couldn't have done it without you. Patient safety. It takes a team. A message from the American Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons with more tips at orthoinfo.org slash patient safety. Golly, there's nothing to do. Wally is at baseball practice. Jane has her piano lesson. It's Friday afternoon and Timmy's having a little trouble with boredom. You know, Timmy, the best way to beat boredom is join an after-school program. Nice try. Take Sue to the malt shop? Not quite. Well, what is it? Listening to WMUL, of course. Why didn't I think of that? 88.1, right? You're catching on. Boredom will be a thing of the past once you listen to 88.1 WMUL. Welcome back to News Center 88, voted best radio news reporting by the Society of Professional Journalists Mark of Excellence Awards. I'm Samantha Riddle. And I'm Nate Courtney. The Kentucky House has passed a bill to bolster disclosure requirements meant to reveal allegations of past misconduct when teachers seek jobs in other school districts. The measure won 95 to nothing House passage today to advance to the Senate. The bill's lead sponsor is a Republican is Republican Re- Representative James Tipton. The goal is to make it more difficult for teachers with allegations of sexual misconduct to move from one school district to the other. The bill strives to do that by making sure school administrators are aware when a teacher applying for a job in their district has been accused of such misconduct elsewhere. Israel airstrike. Airstrikes pounded the city of Rafah on Gaza's southern border. The strikes overnight into Thursday came after Prime Minister Benjamin Natuna rejects Hamas's ceasefire terms and said he would expand the 
offense to the southern Gaza town. Rafa is the main entry point for the humanitarian aid, and more than half of Gaza's population has fled there seeking refuge. Egypt has said any operation there or mass discipline displacement across the border would undermine its four-decade peace treaty with Israel. The Kuwait hospital said that two, men, two women and five children were among these killed in the airstrike. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken left the Middle East today after a four-day trip to the region. The military says efforts are underway to recover the remains of five U.S. Marines who were killed when their helicopter went down during stormy weather in the mountains outside of San Diego. Authorities say the CH-53E Super Stallion vanished late Thursday, Tuesday night while conducting a flight training on their way back to Marine Corps Air Station Miramar in San Diego from Creech Air Force Base, northwest of Las Vegas. <clears throat> The craft was discovered Wednesday morning near the mountain community of Pine Valley, an hour's drive from San Diego. The names of the Marines weren't immediately released. The Supreme Court seems poised to reject attempts to kick former President Donald Trump off the 2024 ballot. A definite ruling for the leading Republican candidate for president would largely end efforts in Colorado, Maine, and elsewhere to prevent his name from appearing on the ballot. In more than two hours of arguments today, both conservative and liberal justices raised questions of whether Trump can be disqualified from being president again because of his efforts to overturn his loss in the 2020 election. Their main concern was whether Congress must act before states can invoke a constitutional provision that was adopted after the Civil War to prevent former household Former office holders who, quote, engaged in insurrection, unquote, from holding office again. Two JetBlue planes made contact in a minor collision at Boston Logan International Airport. An airport authority spokeswoman says one plane's wingtip touched another plane's tail while both Airbus 321 jets were in the de-icing area. Nobody was hurt. The Federal Aviation Authority says it happened around 6.40 a.m. today. Passengers on flight 777 and 551 were moved onto other aircraft. The FAA says it all happened in an area of the tarmac controlled by JetBlue. The airline says flights to Las Vegas and Orlando will operate on other aircraft while these planes are repaired. Coming up next, Trump and Haley hustle for last-minute votes a day after DeSantis drops out. Your daily political update when News Center 88 returns right after this. We are war veterans. And firefighters. Mothers and fathers, brothers and sisters. And kids at play. Each of us has experienced unimaginable pain, had countless surgeries and skin grafts. And emerged stronger. We are burn survivors. If you're one of us, please know you're not alone. There's an army of friends waiting to help you recover, renew, and return. Please support the Phoenix Society for Burn Survivors and help someone rise again. Visit phoenix-society.org for more information. Welcome back to News Center 88. I'm Samantha Riddle. And I'm Nate Courtney. Ukraine's ranks are depleted by two years of war. As it battles Russia, Ukraine is welcoming hardened fighters from one of the world's longest-running conflicts. Professional soldiers from Colombia add to volunteers from around the world who have answered President Volodymyr Zelensky's call for foreign fighters. Melodic Colombian Spanish fills one hospital treating soldiers wounded fighting Russian forces in eastern Ukraine.
Colombia's military has been fighting drug trafficking cartels and rebel groups for decades, making its soldiers some of the world's most experienced. With a military of 250,000, Colombia has Latin America's second largest army after Brazil's. More than 10,000 retire each year, and hundreds are heading to fight in Ukraine. The Senate is beginning is beginning work on a package of wartime funding for Ukraine and other U.S. allies, but doubts remain yesterday about the level of support from Republicans who have rejected a carefully negotiated compromise that also included border enforcement policies. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer has tried to salvage $60 billion in funding for Ukraine, as well as a roughly $35 billion more for Israel, other allies, and national security priorities. The new effort comes after the collapse this week of the bipartisan agreement to tie border enforcement policies to the package. GOP leaders are scrambling to find a plan that their senators can back. Donald Trump is expected to sweep Nevada's Republican caucuses, and if that's how it plays out today, it'll give him a third straight win in the presidential primary and deliver more delegates he needs to clinch the nomination. The former president has no significant challenger in the caucuses after Nikki Haley decided to instead list her name in a purely symbolic Nevada GOP primary Tuesday. The former president was not on the primary ballot, but in a sign of his enduring hold over the party's activists, Haley lost that Tuesday contest to the, quote, none of these candidates, unquote, option on the ballot after local GOP officials encouraged Republicans to register a protest vote. More Republican lawmakers in states around the U.S. are getting behind in the idea of using taxpayer money to subsidize child care. The pandemic became a turning point by underscoring how precious, precarious the industry is and how many working parents rely on it. As federal pandemic aid dries up, Republican state lawmakers are embracing plans to support child care as workforce issue and even making it essential to their policy agendas. Child care advocates say the investments are not enough and called on Congress to authorize a new round of money to keep the children care industry afloat. President Joe Biden was urgently seeking more money from Congress to aid Ukraine and Israel. He took a gamble by seizing on the GOP effort to simultaneously address one of his biggest political liabilities, illegal migration at the U.S.-Mexico border. Now the president is trying to make the best of it after a major congressional deal was scuttled once Republican frontrunner Donald Trump got involved. And Biden is intent on showing that the reformer president and his, quote, make America great again, unquote, Republican acolytes in Congress aren't really interested in solutions. Coming up next, Waylon Smith will have a complete look at your Metro Huntington weather forecast, and Ben Cower will be in with the FM 88 Sports Report. Stay with us. Hmm, really dragging. I think I'm going to try some of those energy shots everybody's talking about. How about trying WMUL Energy instead? WMUL Energy? What's that? Only the best energy you can get. What flavors does it have? It comes in seven exciting flavors. Bluesberry, Jazz Pizzazz, Absolute Alternative, Resilient Rock, Ultimate Urban, Rejuvenating Gospel, and Moxie Mornings. <laughs> Available everywhere WMUL-FM's energy may be heard. Who was your hero when you were a kid? Neil Armstrong or Louis Armstrong? Roberto Clemente or Walter Cronkite? 
Rosa Parks or Sally Ride. You're the right age to do something you can be remembered for. Register to become an organ and tissue donor. Even if you're in your 50s, 60s, 70s or beyond, any age is the right age to donate the gift of life. Learn how at organdonor.gov or call 1-866-99-DONATE. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. The worldwide leader in Marshall University sports coverage. Welcome back inside the Xfinity Center here in College Park, Maryland. Happy to have you with us on this Black Friday. Welcome back inside Little John Coliseum. 4.48 to go in the first quarter. Welcome back to Johnny Red Floyd Stadium. Welcome inside the Cole Center, everyone. The Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network. I missed a mortgage payment, but now I'm turning things around. With Sam, I can. Sam is Smart About Money, a free online resource from the National Endowment for Financial Education. We're an independent nonprofit foundation dedicated to helping people just like you get sound information about money at samican.org. Business has fallen off at work, but I'm getting prepared for whatever the future holds. With Sam, I can. Get empowered. Reach your financial goals. Visit samican.org. Welcome back to New Center 88. I'm Willen Smith, and now it's time for your Metro Huntington weather forecast. Currently outside of the WMUL studios, it's a partly cloudy 66 degrees. Tonight, we'll dip down into the lower 50s, and tomorrow, we'll see highs around 65 with lows near 53. As we look towards this weekend, we'll see highs in the 60s and lows in the lower 40s. Today's weather word of the day is Saphir Simpson Scale. The Saphir Simpson Scale is a scale that rates the strength of a hurricane based on its peak minute-sustained wind speeds. The scale goes from 1 to 5, with 5 being the strongest. When a tropical storm's wind speeds reach 74 miles per hour or higher, it then becomes a Category 1 hurricane. A Category 5 hurricane has sustained winds of 157 miles per hour or greater. Thank you to Weatherology.com for that information. And that does it for your Metro Huntington weather forecast. Currently outside the WMUL studios, it is a partly cloudy 66 degrees. For News Center 88, I'm Waylon Smith. Thanks, Waylon. Now Ben Cower joins us for the FM, for the FM 88 Sports Report. Thanks, guys. Let's start out with some Thundering Herd sports news, beginning with men's basketball. The Marshall men's basketball team had a rough outing last night in Troy, Alabama, versus a stout Troy Trojans defense, falling 82-66. to Marshall is now below 500 yet again with an, all, with an overall record of 12-13 and and is now 7-5 and in Sunbelt Conference play. The Trojans brought not just its shield, but its sword too, slicing and dicing the herd defense as it had four players score 13 or more points in the contest. Troy starting forward Miles Rigsby racking up a team-high 19 points in the contest. Kevon Voiles led the herd yet again in the scoring department uh, with just 16 points following two consecutive games where Voiles set his season highs in scored points. Game ago versus the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers in the Cam Henderson Center, Voyle scored 26 points. Voyle shot 7 of 13 from the field last night. But last night, Marshall couldn't figure it out in the first half, plain and simple. It was outscored 40-24 to in the first half by Troy in the paint and equaled Troy 42-all in the second half. 
or rather 42 to 24 overall in the first half by Troy. But the deficit from the first half was the difference as Marshall was obliterated by Troy in the paint 24 to 2 in the first half, despite netting three more shots from outside the arc than the Trojans in the first 20 minutes of regulation. Overall, Marshall was sloppy with the ball, committing six more turnovers than Troy and could not efficiently score in the paint, ending the night outscored 42 to 24 in between the posts, alongside losing the rebound battle 49 to 38, despite Nate Martin racking up his 12th double-double of the season with 11 points and 11 rebounds in the contest. Marshall now gets the weekend off to think about what went wrong before it heads to App State on the 15th to face off against the Sunbelt Conference's best team. In softball news, the Marshall softball team competed today in its season opening play at the FAU Paradise Classic in Boca Raton, Florida. Marshall competes in two games today as it competed against the Arkansas Razorbacks at 2 p.m. and is currently competing or is currently dueling the Florida Atlantic Owls as that matchup began at 4:30. In the already completed game, which was head coach Morgan Zirkel's first atop the thundering herd coaching ladder, Arkansas led early, but a blast by Sidney Bickle to right center tied the game two all in the second. Single to right field in the third by Riley Lucas scored Kasha Parks for the herd. Marshall led three to two. The Razorbacks responded promptly by tying the game in the bottom of the third. And after a scoreless fourth, the Razorbacks racked up three runs in the fifth inning to lead 6-3. to three. Fresh new pitching rotations did not suffice for the herd late, and the Razorbacks scored four more runs in the sixth and final inning of the contest, and Marshall lost its first game of the year in softball to Arkansas 10-3 to three after leading early. Again, it's currently playing against Florida Atlantic in the second of today's doubleheader for the herd. Now on to Marshall track and field news, where on February 2nd, Marshall Track and Field traveled to the Norton Healthcare Sports and Learning Center in Louisville, Kentucky for the second straight week in the Bellarmine Classic. FM 88 Sports Ben Anderson has the recap. Over the weekend, Marshall Track and Field would break three school records, including two individual victories and 18 scoring results in the Bellamine Classic. Leading the way for the Thundering Herd and the short-distance runners was junior hurdles runner Tyra Thomas, winning the 60-meter hurdles and staying undefeated in the event through five meets. Director of Track and Field Cross Country Keith Roberts says that the reason for the success is the student-athletes trusting the process. I think one thing that I like about them is that they're believing in what we're telling them as far as how you act and carry yourselves and treat your teammates and the excitement that we bring to meets, I think that really spreads into them and helps them run faster. Leading the way for the cross-country team was Kylie Maston breaking the women's 800-meter school record for the second week in a row, and Ronnie Saunders breaking the men's 3K school record that was set by Todd Carson in 1987 when Marshall was members of the Southern Conference. Graduate student Ronnie Saunders says that breaking the record was an experience that he will cherish forever. It felt pretty awesome. After the race, I was just so, uh, I guess, lost because the lights went out, the power went out. I didn't even know the time, but my coach and all my friends were sitting there at the finish line they told me that it broke it and I was just so happy that I jumped over the railing at the track. Cross country head coach Caleb Bowen says that Saunders breaking a 3k record will better prepare him for the Sunbelt Conference Indoor Championships. That's been his goal since the beginning of the year and that was kind of like what we were training him to do. Very good to see him do it before the conference championship so that way he can you know have a little more meat on the bones and maybe have a better performance there. Marshall track and field will now return home for the final meet before the Sunbelt Conference Indoor Championships with senior day at the two-day Marshall Invitational on February 9th and 10th. For FM88 Sports, I'm Ben Anderson. Thanks, Ben. Friday's action from the Marshall Invitational starts at 6.30 p.m. with the men's and women's high jump. Saturday's competition starts with the women's long jump at 10.30 a.m. The senior recognition ceremony at 11.40 a.m. That will conclude today's FM88 Sports Report. 
For FM88 Sports, I'm Ben Cower. Thanks, Ben. Coming up next, burn, beetle, burn. Hundreds of people torch and engulf and of destructive bug in South Dakota town. Stay with us to find out more right after this on New Center 88. The adventure of a lifetime. Destiny will be revealed. Bear witness to a living legend. We've got to get out of here. I know! It's coming! No. It's here. The Cutting Edge. Slicing through the airwaves to a radio near you. WMUL 88.1 FM. Please save us from this dark future. Hello, welcome to WMUL. Due to a lack of volunteer DJs and anchors, the station is now fully automatic. This is DJ Electro Soul coming at you. Coming up next is my favorite song, Pure Sine Wave. This isn't the future anyone wants, and it can be prevented. WMUL-FM needs human DJs. Sign up today at marshall.edu WMUL, or find us in Communications Building Room 204. Please, help us prevent the robot uprising. And finally, on t- today on News Center 88, some conservatives on cable news or on social media have speculated that Taylor Swift is a part of an elaborate plot to help Democrats win the November election. But many voters just see that talk as noise to tune out. Many Republican voters interviewed in recent days by the Associated Press were far more amb- ambivalent about the pop star than some personalities may have made it seem. Some Republican stra- strategists think the focus on Swift could hurt the party. One strategist says that, quote, people just want to like Taylor Swift. They want to be able to watch football and listen to her music and not consider the political implications, unquote. And that does it for this edition of News Center 88. Tune in tomorrow at 5 for the most complete news from Marshall University and the tri-state area. And remember to check us out on the World Wide Web at marshall.edu slash WMUL. For Nate Courtney, Waylon Smith, Ben Cower, and Ben Anderson, and the entire New Center team. I'm Samantha Riddle, and your thought of the day is curiosity will conquer fear even more than bravery will. James Steppens. <laughs>